Hey, have you ever found yourself like, staring at a blank screen with some big deadline looming? And it's remarkable to me that in that moment, suddenly the urge to uh, scroll through social media becomes irresistible and you end up, you know, having to pull some all-nighter fueled by caffeine and determination uh, because you dilly-dallied or you goofed off. Now, you might have met the deadline, but the quality of the work at that point, I'm guessing, you know, even if you said, oh, deadlines really forced me to do my best work, just be careful because I believe that is a recipe for your work to suffer, not to mention your sleep, right? Your sleep definitely suffered. The toll on your mental health on the kind of both of those, putting out less good work and not getting a bunch of sleep is probably going to be a lot bigger than it needed to be the toll, that is. Today's episode is brought to you by Outside. These are the fine people who bring you titles like Outside Magazine, Ski Magazine, The Yoga Journal, Climbing Magazine, Warren Miller Entertainment, and more. Now here's the deal. When I was coming up as an action sports photographer, Outside Magazine was the place to get your photos published. And it still is today. To me, that's absolutely incredible. Except now they also have lots of other ways to get your work out there in the world. Now, specifically what I wanna call your attention to today is that I am a judge for the inaugural Outside Awards, the Outside Photo and Film Awards. This is where you can win a ton of cash. If you are one of six finalists, you win $5,000 cash. And then if you are a People's Choice winner, you win an extra $10,000 plus you get a ton of exposure, which I'll share with you in just a second. But I do need to let you know that I'm judging this thing, right? I'm judging this alongside legends like Jimmy Chin. You probably know he's a legendary climber and photographer. He's also the director of the Oscar-winning documentary Free Solo. I'm also judging with climber Sasha DeJulian, skier Lindsay Dyer, and that legend Olympic gold medal skier Johnny Mosley. Now, in addition to getting your work seen by these judges, and in addition to this cash. Whether you're a photographer or filmmaker, you get a chance to get your stuff seen. The filmmakers, for example, the three top winners get to tour with the Warren Miller film for the entire winter and compete for that people's grand prize. So like right there, that's 100,000 people getting to see your film on the big screen. Now there's also all, all sorts of other perks like you get to appear in Outside Magazine, Ski Magazine. So the exposure to these judges, prizes, the visibility as a photographer or a filmmaker is unheard of. Nothing like this existed when I was coming up. And I think this is an amazing fast track for your career as a photographer or a filmmaker. Now, again, the punchline is there is some urgency here. You have to get your entries in by July 31st. That is a hard deadline. And how do you do it? That's a good question. Go to outsideonline.com slash awards. That's outsideonline.com dot com slash awards. Don't delay. You got to get your stuff in by July 31st. Okay. Now back to today's episode. So why do we put ourselves through this last minute panic? Why do we allow procrastination to get the best of us? That is the topic of today's micro show, Right. I will summarize it by calling it the procrastination cycle, right? To understand why we procrastinate, we need to examine the cycle that keeps us trapped in its grasp. But I'll start with the trigger, which is likely anything from feeling overwhelmed to 
lacking motivation to not feeling enough or perhaps even simply not knowing where to begin wanting to start but not knowing how. So let's imagine you're sitting down to work on a project and suddenly your mind starts racing. You remember that you need to reply to an email and then you think about the TV show that you wanted to catch up on the last episode of Ted Lasso. Before you know it, you're deep down in some horrible rabbit hole of distractions and your focus on the task is gone. And then you become aware, right? Here's the thing. Procrastination is at this point not a lack of willpower or some undercurrent of laziness, right? There's a scientific explanation behind our tendency to avoid tasks and to prioritize immediate rewards, sometimes even the dopamine hit of scrolling social media way above and beyond the long-term benefits of doing the actual work that is going to make you more happy, fulfilled, successful, uh, etc. So in order to grasp this, picture yourself as two versions, right? Your present self and your future self. Your present self is you right now, right? That's, that's you. And the future self is you in, let's say, a few weeks or a couple months down the line. Now, it's not a stretch to see how these versions of you have different desires and certainly different priorities, right? Because future you is it it wants to be successful and achieve your career goals and and win and become fulfilled and healthy and all of those things. It knows that by starting the project early and putting in the effort, you're going to produce your best work. It's going to be the highest quality. You're going to not miss out on sleep and you're going to feel healthy, refreshed, connected, accomplished, etc. The future self is about investing in your future success. But let's juxtapose that with your present self. Because your present self, again, this is scientific stuff here I'm talking about, your present self is focused on immediate satisfaction. It's focused on comfort. It prefers relaxing and leisure activities and stupid shit like scrolling Instagram and putting off the work that needs to be done for later. It's the one that says, you know, you have not yet watched the season finale of Ted Lasso. It's the one that says, you know, Sally and Ted are going out for beer tonight. You could join them. Or some other activity that provides enjoyment, value, dopamine now. And sometimes when it's time to make a decision, again, going back to this sort of juxtaposition of the present self and the future self, the present self wins. It wins over the future self because it feels a hell of a lot easier and a heck of a lot more enjoyable to engage in things that bring pleasure now than tackling the hardest, most difficult, important, or uh, tasks that will be painful now, but ones that will ultimately contribute the most to your long-term success. So here's the catch. The more that you attune to your present self's needs to procrastinate, the more pressure and stress you experience as deadlines approach. Now, I am not talking about present as in like your ability to be aware. Do not confuse these two things. Present self is a self that needs dopamine now. This is not to be confused with your spatial awareness, your temporal awareness, your in you being in tune with your own body. Don't try and catch me in some sort of false snare. The reality is the more you give into your present self, as we defined earlier, the more you procrastinate, the more pressure and stress you're going to experience as deadlines approach. Now, how do we overcome this then? 
how do we break free from these chains of procrastination? I don't want to be too dramatic, but well, here's the part that you might not want to hear. There's no magic cure. There is no quick fix for this. To overcome procrastination, we need to simply do one thing over and over and over, and that is to find ways to bridge the gap between the present self and the future self. One way, perhaps the best way that I know how to do is to shorten the effort. In other words, how can you make success near instant? How can you get started? There's a couple techniques here. One technique is called the five-minute rule. Simple but powerful. Let's say you're faced with a task that you are tempted to put off. This week, I want you to commit to working on that task just five minutes. Just stick your toe in the water. Just do something instead of nothing. Set a timer. I don't care. Eliminate distractions, though, and dive in. Maybe five minutes is too short. 15 minutes. I, I, it's called the five-minute rule. Let's just give it the five minutes. Okay. What can you do to do five minutes of work toward that thing? And this is actually the trick, right? More often than not, once you get started, you're going to find that the hardest part was actually just putting the pen to paper, just putting you know, the first 10 sentences down on a piece of paper in the story of your life. The first 10 sentences are the hardest, right? Because it's that going from zero to one that most of us dread. And more often than not, again, once you get started, you find that, hey, that initial hump wasn't so bad. Those five minutes, what happens next? They turn into 15, 20. And before you know it, you're actually immersed in the task. You're making progress and you feel a sense of accomplishment. This is the benefit of the five-minute rule. This is how you overcome procrastination. Now, a little bit more about the five-minute rule. It helps to overcome the perfectionism that often leads to procrastination, to um, freezing, right? Perfection can paralyze us. It makes us believe that we need to have everything figured out and executed flawlessly from the start. However, by giving yourself permission to work on the task for just five minutes, you are able to release this pressure of perfectionism. You can release the thing that kept you from studying in the first place and in its place, allow yourself to make some very imperfect progress, which it turns out is the key to everything. Because once you've done that five minute exercise, you've done it a couple times, you tap into the power of momentum and a thing called the Avsiankina effect. Now the Avsiankina effect is named after the researcher who discovered this. Essentially it's a psychological phenomena that states that once we start a task, our brains have a natural inclination to do work on it and to actually even finish it. So simply by starting for five minutes, you're activating this effect and it becomes easier to continue working beyond the initial time frame. Sometimes that's the same day, but other times, even the fact that you started, if you agree to start again tomorrow, even for just five minutes, you are building momentum. And as this momentum builds, you are certainly going to find yourself engrossed in the task, making real progress. So overcoming procrastination really just requires building an effective habit, habits that work in your favor, habits that maybe are even little tricks that we can play on ourselves knowingly to outdo our psychology, right? 
uh, productivity expert, James Clear. You may be familiar with his amazing book called Atomic Habits. I refer often to this. James is very cogent thinker, really, really helpful. If you haven't read his book, you should. Here are a couple things that he suggests that are worth their weight in gold. Thing one from James Clear, the two-minute rule. If a task takes less than two minutes to complete, do it now. And then by tackling those quick tasks right away, you actually prevent them from piling up and weighing you down. Small but valuable little piece of gold there. Another one, thing two from James, embrace do-nothing time. And right now you're saying, well, this is quite counterintuitive in a micro show about uh, procrastination and productivity. Tell me more about this do-nothing time. What this is, according to James, is actually scheduling periods to do nothing. And in a weird, twisted way, this actually boosts your productivity. He refers to this as allowing for unstructured thinking, right? And to do this, just give yourself short breaks during your work sessions where you give your mind complete freedom to wander. Stare outside, take a short walk. Often it's this free time and free thinking that can lead to creative insights and breakthroughs that propel your work forward. Okay, that's thing two from James. Thing three is use temptation bundling. This is a really powerful strategy that James shares a lot about. Uh, It pairs the tasks that you tend to procrastinate on with something that you genuinely enjoy. For example, only allow yourself to watch your favorite show while exercising on a stationary bike. Right? You're coupling these things. And in this way, you create a positive association with the task that needs to happen. Say you didn't want to work out. If you couple these things, it makes it more likely that you actually get it done. Thing four from James. Again, this is all, these are all found in his New York Times bestselling book called Atomic Habits. Number four, visualize that future self. When you're faced with a task, Take a moment to visualize your future self after completing it. Connect with that sense of feeling, the sense of accomplishment and satisfaction that you will feel. The science is pretty clear that simply by bridging the mental gap between present and future self, you can actually tap into the motivation and the drive needed to take action in the present moment. I recently did this. It was incredibly effective. I was like, what does future self want here? Honestly, future self wants you to do the work. And what is it going to feel like? It's going to feel good. And I did the work. And sure as shit, I felt great. I tricked myself. And again, here I am doing a podcast episode about it. And James, again, is so thoughtful in sharing. These are these are things that he has constructed in his life uh, you know, through experience and research. Uh, and that's why I'm going to give you one more thing from James here. Make it easy to start. Again, this is what I've been harping on for the past five minutes, right? We already know the hardest part of any task is simply getting started. James suggests reducing the friction by making it as easy as possible to begin. Again, this goes back to how can you say, I want to put a hundred shitty words on a page to start writing my book or my term paper or my, you know, my resignation letter or whatever. James wants us to reduce the friction by making it as easy as possible to begin. Again, if you want to start a daily writing habit, leave your writing materials out the night before, right? How do you put them on your desk such that you would have to move them to put your laptop down to do something else? When you wake up, if you see these things, the first step becomes effortless. 
whatever you can do to make sure that you will follow through, you ought to think about how to do that. Again, today's micro show around procrastination, right? While it's a difficult cycle to break, and I do, I hear lots of reports in the text community, in on my social feeds, I a lot of you bring up this idea of procrastination. While it's a difficult cycle to break, there are ways, like some of the ones I shared today, to overcome it, right? To build habits that work in your favor. And by not just listening to today's show, but by actually activating on some of these actions, you will start to experience the psychological benefits and some of the psychological drags that we've talked about behind and around procrastination, right? So it's it's in doing these small lightweight battles with your procrastination that you actually build the muscle, right? Reward your present self by staying true to your future self. If starting is a thing that's holding you back, what can you do to reduce the friction as much as possible? So that is your task for this week, right? The next time, at some point in the week, we all are going to feel like procrastinating. So the next time you do, think about today's show, take a deep breath and commit to five minutes of work and report back. Let me know where it takes you. Until the next show, until next time, thanks for listening and I bid you adieu. All right, hey, before you go, thanks so much for listening. And if you got value from this show, chances are your community will too, right? In the particular lies the universal. Please share this link to the show with a friend or mention the show on social. That is a huge benefit for us in hopefully in exchange for providing value to you. I want you to know that I really appreciate your time, the attention, anything that you give to the show and the questions that you ask our guests either on social media or through my text community. All of that is pure gold. This community, like any community, is a testament to that old phrase, a rising tide floats all boats. And by elevating one another, by sharing and resharing this show, the tidbits that you learn and the experiences you take away, all of that has a collective, massive, positive impact on the world. So just a quick thank you. I appreciate all the effort you put into sharing for this show. All right, that's a wrap. Let's put today's episode into practice and get back to growing together. Mm-hmm.